the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, hello, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday, and uh, hopefully all of you are staying safe in light of all of what was going on with the coronavirus and continues to uh, go on. But uh, we pray that things are starting to ease up for you, that uh, you made it this far. We pray that you've been safe, you and your family and your friends and and everybody else that you know. We uh, need to also remember those that suffered through all of this. Uh, I myself know someone that lost their life as a result of this coronavirus. So we need to remember them and their families and uh, just pray for those uh, that uh, are still dealing with it. Maybe they are still in the hospital. Uh, maybe uh, they are still considered to be an active case. We pray for a healing and a quick recovery. Today's topic really deals with hope uh, in relationship to Christ directly in terms of having a relationship with him in terms of our uh, connection with Christ, in terms of our hope of the future, and so on and so forth. This comes from John chapter 14. I probably will end up doing a number of uh, videos, uh, I should say, uh, you know, uh, podcast on this. It's uh, kind of like a series. So uh, one of the things that we need to know is that the Lord himself told us in John 14, let not your hearts be troubled. And what an amazing statement that this chapter starts with. And of course, earlier in John 13, the Lord demonstrated his humility as a leader by washing the feet of his disciples. But then all of a sudden, he dropped two bad news in the midst of the gathering with his disciples in the upper room. The first one was that one of them is going to betray him. And of course, he was referring to uh, Judas Iscariot. And the second one, was directed at Peter himself, telling Peter that he himself also will deny the Lord. And you can imagine what was going on in the hearts of these disciples who have been with the Lord for three plus years now. They have that intimate relationship with him. And the Lord as a caring Lord, as a caring master, as the one that is the great shepherd, looked at them with the heart of compassion and assure them that things will be just fine despite all of this. Folks, maybe you've been betrayed by someone. Maybe you feel betrayed during this, these tough times. Maybe you had a good job and the company had to lay you off. Maybe you felt the need for something and no one was there to be found. Maybe you feel that the Lord himself betrayed you. Who knows how you were thinking? 
I mean, I know some people that get mad at God all the time. My hope is that you will realize God is on your side. God is not about punishing you. God is not about making your life miserable. God is not about uh, rejoicing in your suffering. That's not the God that we worship. I want you to hear his word. Let not your hearts be troubled. So what's the catch, Lord? Believe in God. Believe also in me. And that's how this chapter starts. It's a matter of faith, brothers and sisters. Having faith in God is the equivalent of having faith in Christ and vice versa. Having faith in Christ is the equivalent of having faith in God. The two are one and the same. He later on will explain that himself. But he himself said this also, I and the Father are one. He is the Word who is God who became flesh. Your relationship with Christ means you're having that relationship with God, the ultimate authority, the creator of the heaven and earth, the one that made things perfect, the one that says everything that he made was good, when, and when he made man, he said it was very good. This is the God that we follow, and this is the God that we worship. And that's why he have every right to tell you to not let your hearts be troubled especially in troubled times. And that's really my hope, is that I will always remind myself that I do not follow just anyone. I follow the Lord of the universe. And not just any Lord, the Lord who came down to earth to have a relationship with me, a direct relationship with me. And on top of this, he came to serve me and went all the way to the cross to prove his love for me. If that's not the ultimate image of trouble, I don't know what else will be trouble. Yet he did that heavy lifting for me so that he can look me in the eye and tell me, let not your hearts be troubled. That's my invitation to all of you today, that you will reflect on the goodness of God in your life, that you will remember that this is a God of joy, a God of peace, a God of righteousness, and the list can go on and on and on. And then he proceeded to tell the disciples, proceeded to tell you, to tell me, to tell those who believe in him that in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go, and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. Notice what's going on here. The issue is not just faith and belief. The issue is having intimate relationship that will enable you in Christ and will entitle you in Christ and will give you the right in Christ to dwell in heaven in the presence of God. This is the ultimate hope for anything. Maybe we're living in homes today and we're feeling the burden of the mortgage or maybe some feel like they cannot stay in there anymore or maybe we wonder that it's time for us really to get out of this place and find another place. 
That's how we do things here on earth. But the Lord says he's preparing a place for us, mansion, that has many rooms in it where we would go and dwell for all of eternity. A place that probably no eye uh, have seen and no uh, ears have heard of and no heart have perceived a place that is unimaginable. It's almost like, you know, in the movies when you, uh, you know, try to imagine futuristic things. Can you just meditate on how that place might look like? The Lord is saying, I want you to be with me. I want to take you to myself. I am not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. You belong to me. And as the caring shepherd, I am going to take you to where I am so that where I am, you may be also. This is the ultimate hope that we would have in a Lord that has fulfilled all of the promises about him, all of the prophecies that he will suffer for our sake, that he will be crucified, that he will die, that he will rise again. And he's living right now to intercede on our behalf. So what would prevent prevent us from believing that he will be coming back also to take us to be with him as well. What an amazing thing for us. If then we know that this hope that will allow us to conquer this trouble, that this ability to conquer trouble in our hearts, to overcome any trouble in this world, is to believe in Christ and to trust in him and to look forward to that intimate relationship in my father's house, in our father's house, in the father's house. It is for all of us. Jesus was speaking in the plural to all of us. He wasn't talking to one person only. All of us. Remember, he was telling all of the disciples that he just told them right now that one of them will betray him and the other chief one of them will also deny him. This isn't a God that holds grudges. This isn't the God that wants to punish us. He's a God that wants to show us his ultimate grace, his ultimate love and compassion for all of us. Despite our imperfection, we have a place to dwell with Christ for all of eternity. And then in verse 4, in John 14, verse 4, he says, And you know the way to where I am going. And it's kind of an interesting, really, question because Jesus expected us, expected the disciples to know the way. Jesus is speaking to you right now. If you truly believe in him, if you truly trust him, then you should have no question whatsoever about where are you going to spend eternity. You shouldn't even for a second to question that or even doubt that you will be in his presence or even act like you don't even know the way to get there. If you follow him, you are on the right track. But if you are trying to do it your way, unfortunately, you are not going to be able to successfully find that way. He is our GPS. He is our ultimate GPS to heaven. And that's what Jesus was expecting. The answer would be, of course, Lord. We know that sadly, of course, the disciples, representative also of all of us today, Sometimes we have doubts and questions. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. 
How can we know the way? I mean, it's a sad thing, really, for Thomas, who was physically with the Lord for three plus years, to not even know where he was going. That tells me that sometimes we are with the Lord, but technically not with him all the time. That we are with the Lord, but not hearing him all the time. Distractions, you know? Thomas is distracted by many things. Thomas is probably, his mind is already thinking about what the Lord just told him earlier about the betrayal, and he's not listening. Thomas maybe wasn't paying attention to everything that the Lord has been saying in his three years with them. Are you paying attention to what the Lord is telling you on a daily basis? Are you eating the bread of life daily? Are you intimately in a relationship with him? Are you soaking yourself in his word to have this hope, the ultimate hope, knowing where you're going, because he is the way. He is the way, because that's how Jesus answered it in verse 6. In verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. As if the Lord is telling Thomas, Thomas, I am that way. Have you not noticed this? I come from heaven and I'm going back to heaven. He have already told them a couple of times already that he is going back to the Father, that he already told them about what's going to happen to him. If you look at all the gospel accounts by this time, before we get to the upper room, the Lord has already made it clear that he will be captured, that he will be tried, that he will be put to death, that he will rise again, that he will go to the Father where he came from. But obviously, even the disciples who were with him physically at a close, basically, uh, range next to him missed it sometimes. You know why? Because our hearts are troubled, sadly, most of the time. We let our troubles get in the way. We let our judgment get basically distracted and foggy because of silly things that are meaningless rather than to focus on the meaningful thing focus on what is eternal we focus on what is temporal we focus on the things that do not matter over the things that matter the most and that's what the lord was saying i am the way not only i'm the way i am also the truth and not only i'm the truth I am the giver of life. I am the source of life. If you are with me, you know the way. You are fed truth all the time. And you have life in you. And you should also transmit all of this to those that do not know the way, do not have that truth, and do not have life, the life that they should have in Christ. That's why if we're walking with Christ, we are headed in the right direction and we can bring anyone and everyone with us on the right track. I remember uh, being a Muslim, there is uh, the first chapter in the Quran known as the opener in English, in Arabic, Al-Fatiha. And in it, there is one verse that uh, you would ask the God of Islam to guide you on a straight path. And you know, when I began to seek the truth after I started to doubt Islam and found Christ, I kept wondering if Islam tells me and tells everyone that 
following the God of Islam is the ultimate truth that you are on the right track, then why in the world do I keep praying to him daily? In fact, you use this prayer uh, in your daily prayers almost 17 times, at least if you pray the five prayers only without any additional prayers. 17 times you're asking him daily for the rest of your life to guide you on a straight path. If I was on a straight path, why in the world would I be praying for him to guide me on that straight path if I am already on it? Jesus is the one that I, if you follow, you don't need to keep asking him all the time. You don't need to remind him to guide you. He is already leading you, leading you. He's leading the way for you. You follow. That's it. That's why we are the followers of Christ. The Bible calls us the followers of the way. The way. That's how the church knew Christ. He was called the way, the followers of the way. Paul went to persecute the followers of the way who are on their way. It's kind of funny. Paul actually went to persecute the followers of the way, and the way appeared to him on his way to persecute the followers of the way. It's hilarious, really, how God does things sometimes. He's almost telling him, you know what, you're on the wrong way, actually. You should be following the right way. That's me. Because when you go the wrong way, you are persecuting me, Saul. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That's the ultimate question that was asked of Paul. And what was uh, Paul's answer, by the way? Who are you, Lord? Supposedly, he was religious. He was a Pharisee of Pharisee from a Pharisaic tradition. Yet he didn't know who the Lord that he was supposedly serving. You see, when you're religious, when you're legalistic, you're not really on the right path. You're not following the Lord. You're not on the way. Only when you have the compassionate heart of Christ, only when you trust in him that the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the spirit of truth in you will guide you and sanctify you. Only when you rely on God to get you there that you will know him, that you will have that ultimate relationship with him. This is why this is a profound chapter, and this is why most likely we are going to spend few podcasts talking about this hope that we get. So let's recap again. To have a hope and to calm our troubled hearts, we must believe in God. How so? By believing in Christ, you automatically believe in God. Because no one knows the Father except the Son, and no one knows the Son except the Father. If you uh, trust in him, that he's coming back to take you to where he is, your heart will not be troubled. If you truly believe that you have a place for you in heaven, in the Father's house, your heart will not be troubled. If you truly believe that you're a member of a heavenly family, you're not alone, you're not by yourself, and you're not the only one who will be there, your heart will not be troubled. But most importantly, you must know the way that will get you there, and that's the Lord. If you know the Lord, you know the way to heaven. You know the way to the Father. If you know the war of the Lord, you know the truth, the ultimate truth. The Lord says to the Father in John 17, 17, your word is truth, the source of all truth. Knowing the word of God 
the person and his written word as well, his scripture, will give you that truth all the time, will calm your hearts in the times of troubles. Be still and know that I am God. That's how you can get that hope. That's how you can get that hope for a troubled heart. That's how you can conquer that trouble. And on top of this, you need to know that if you had known me, Jesus says, you would have known my father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And that's what I want to close my podcast today with. My question to you is this. Do you know him? Do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Do you know the way? Are you the follower of the way? Do you know the truth that will set you free? Do you have that life, that eternal life, that will give you that ultimate hope? Because if you know him, you know the Father, you know God, and you know where you're going, and you have seen him. How do you see him today? You see him in the person's and the actions of the believers. You see him as a reflection on their behavior. You see him through the compassion of the church and the godly people and the ministries in the world. You see him through the work of the Holy Spirit. But one day you will physically see him and you will be like him when you meet him. That's the ultimate hope that we have. That should give us a reason for joy and peace that surpasses all understanding. In fact, it is in this chapter that later on the Lord will remind us that he and he alone will give us peace that is different than the peace that we seek in this troubled world. This is my hope for all of us that we will keep our eyes focused on Christ, that we will follow him that we will know him intimately, that we will be dwelling with him all the time, that we will chew on him as the uh, true bread of life, that we will quench our thirst through him, that we will remain in him, we will be abide in him as a branch in the vine, that we will do his work that we will trust in him, and only then, only then, that our troubled hearts will no more be feeling that way. That's my ultimate hope for all of you. Of course, as I draw to close, I want to remind you to always check out our um, page, our uh, site, basically, our website, sirainternational.com that's C as in Charlie C-I-R-A international.com also subscribe to our YouTube channel also called Sira International we also encourage you to become a Patreon patron so you can give through that on a monthly basis as little as $1 as much as the Lord puts on your heart you can also give us through PayPal as well and um, uh, there is a link in there, as uh, uh, which is uh, paypal.me forward slash Alfadi Sira. And you'll find this on our YouTube channel. 
And also I want to remind you uh, uh, to be continuously praying for us as well as we deal with these tough times in light of this coronavirus. Obviously, we, like the rest of you, have been impacted by it. But we've been using the time wisely. We've been launching a new series, a new live streams, uh, basically. So go and check it out. It's called Also Let Us Reason. And it is on our YouTube channel. There is an entire playlist called Let Us Reason. We have a lot of wonderful testimonies of ex-Muslims. And we bring a lot of wonderful and fabulous uh, Christian apologists as well. And finally, I have some good news for you that we are in the process of launching our online church and Bible study. Until we meet again, have a blessed day.